Hello and welcome to Talking Wealth. I'm Janine Cox, Senior Analyst at Wealth Within. This week, I'd like to talk a little bit about the seven must-knows for stepping outside of your backyard. This is about the market in terms of looking at what you need to know if you're considering stepping outside of your backyard, the Aussie market, and going into other markets, particularly US markets. With the big rise that we've seen on the US market over recent years, this is driving many Australians to consider investing in these markets. But the question you've got to ask, is the interest a little too late? Often when people who know little about the market are getting into particular markets, This is when or close to the time that a lot of people are are considering getting out. So is the US market already overextended? And is it common for someone with the least knowledge to take the highest risks and buy near market tops? Well, I'd say often this is what happens and this is what tends to drive our market into those uh, spikes or really strong rises that we see on markets. Now, with the US market, looking at the US market, over the past few years, it's been easy to see why people have been attracted to it, given the strength of the rise. We've seen in the order of 180, 190% since March 2009. A closer look shows the US market has been running well above the longer term average. And history shows us how every market eventually comes back to its average and is usually, and this usually happens fast. When markets fall fast, it's exactly the time when the inexperienced get caught. Remember the GFC? We all remember that. Now, what happened there was that a lot of investors got um, caught out into the market and they continued to hold and they ended up getting out of the top. Before the GFC, a lot of people were getting in right near the top. Now, we talk about the last move up on the market or the phases of the market. That last move up on the market is where the biggest percentage of people who are never going to trade the market often get in. Now, my analysis is indicating that a top on the US market is likely to occur no later than the second half of 2014. And if we compare what's occurred in the US market to the Australian market, we actually find that the Australian market's been running at around half the speed. The question is, though, is this likely to be much more sustainable? Are we likely to see much more volatile moves on the US market in future compared to the Australian market, given that we have been moving at a slower pace? And remember that wise investing is not simply a matter of looking at these past gains because there are no guarantees that they'll continue into the future. And often what happens is the market's factoring in what they already believe will occur six months in advance. Now, this is why the market sometimes can get ahead of itself and then we see these dramatic corrections. Investors also need to consider or factor in the impact of currency risk when investing outside of their own backyard and also the fact that you'd be missing out on some of the franking credits if that works out to be important for you from a tax point of view. Now the Australian market's running reasonably close to its longer term trend and therefore if our market does pull back this year the downside's likely to be less than what could occur for the US market when it does fall. Now, remember, you know, the the quicker they rise off and the faster they fall, that's the way that markets tend to move. Looking at the US market, I've had a target some time on it. Shorter term, 17,300 points, and it's pretty close to that. And more medium term, 18,400 to 19,200 points for the significant top. That's if it gets through that 17,300, or there's actually a zone between around 17,200 and around 17,500 points or thereabouts. Now, if it gets through all of that, then we know that it's more likely to continue on to those that other range I mentioned. 
What's interesting is that around 49% of the world index is represented by US equities. That's the dominance that the US market has globally. However, there are many uh, fund managers, well-educated people who are saying that they don't believe that in the medium term that the US market is going to be able to provide the most, most significant growth from an equities perspective. So they're looking at other areas or smaller areas or smaller weightings or countries that have smaller weightings to the, this world index. And if you know how to analyse world markets and particular markets on their own and then consider them as a whole, you'll be able to work out when a market's likely to make its next run. It'll give you plenty of warning uh, when it's going to do that. So some of the markets that have been a bit depressed, some of the Asian markets that have been trying to push higher, those sorts of markets at some point are going to be really, really strong in future. There may be some risk in those now. However, it's good to be keeping an eye on those. If you don't have experience in trading the Australian market, you've never traded, then clearly you don't want to be venturing outside your own backyard when there are things like currency risk to be concerned about. You want to keep it as simple as possible and then and pick some stocks in the top 20, for instance, that may be stocks or companies that you, you like and that pay reasonable dividends. So the seven must-knows for stepping outside of your backyard, and here they are, learn to read the warning signs. That's really important when um, you're looking at markets and look at what typically happens at market tops and market bottoms and ask yourself, is that what's happening now? Also, the mood of the market is really important. The way that things are being written in the paper can be really important. Some of the headlines indicate the overall sentiment that's being reflected out there. Never risk more than you're prepared to lose. Now, that's a really good one because people often put money on, into the market and, and that when the market falls, they, they wonder why and they, they you know take their money out and some never to return again. However, you've always got to be prepared to risk a certain amount. Learn how to safely invest and pre- preserve your capital. So this is about setting stop losses so that you're when you walk into the market, you buy some stocks, you know exactly what or roughly what you're prepared to lose and you can trade and invest safely and protect your capital, protect from any downside that may occur in future. Find out what it costs or the brokerage, this is number four, for international shares because it's generally much higher than for local trading. That's something you really need to be informed about. And also, setting up a broking account overseas can be complex and risky. And you need to know where your money's being held. We all heard about MF Global having pooled funds. So that's something very important to consider. Number six is don't make any decisions based on tips. Do your own research. So that's a big one, especially during the GFC. If people are talking about shares around the dinner table, barbecues and sharing tips, that's when your hair should stand on end and be prepared to go and do your own research. Also, it can be a bit tricky when you're doing your own research if you're getting a lot of broker reports. Of course, brokers may have vested interest in promoting particular stocks. So that's another thing you need to be very aware of when you're reading that information. Never invest in anything you don't understand. This is a primary one, and that's why I've left it to the end. You need to understand how stocks move, and that's why I'd be suggesting to anybody who's considering doing this to spend the time and actually learn how to read charts so that you can better preserve your capital, manage your risk, and trade safely in the market. I'm Janine Cox, Senior Analyst at Wealth Within. Bye for now. 